1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Clara Mazur. And and
0: <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep it going. <laughs> and I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from, one of support us in general, head to a thing or two HQ and sign up for secret menu, which will get you weekly access to members only content.
1: To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a
0: thing or two HQ. If you can't tell already, this is a fun episode. This is <laughs> really a fun. fun episode. It is. We're going to talk about fast food, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to start really classy first and talk about oysters. Yeah. You we're know? really,
1: we're, it's a food themed episode, but it's running the whole gamut. Do you think that any fast food establishment has ever served oysters? Hmm. It mm, mm, mm. must have somebody yeah. will write into us
0: about some moment in the sixties. Maybe when, Long John Silver's, and mm. or do, and like, do we count Howard Johnson? No, Howard Johnson. I, Howard Johnson Rostron. was right about to come out of my mouth. Yeah. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, like Long John Silver's. I feel like there's another one that's like seafood specific. That I'm God. Not thinking, I'm like kind know. of
0: feeling bad that I didn't give Long John Silver's play during this episode because I do feel incredibly strongly about it. But you I've know. never
1: been to one.
0: Oh God, um, what's the it, one that you waitress at in high school? Lone Star Steakhouse. That's also a sit-down restaurant. Right. So that doesn't count. Wait, Long Yet. John Silver's is counter service? It's like drive through
1: Oh, yeah. Never. I'm
0: n- unfamiliar. It's like breaded chicken and fish. And they do have like malt vinegar that you like dump mm. all over any everything. And you get those crispies that are just the fried batter. Well, um, here's what I
1: will say why you shouldn't feel bad about it. And I know I'm really jumping the gun because we have to talk about oysters. But I do feel like we applied a national lens to this for the most part, to the the curation of this episode. And we weren't, we're not really dealing in regional specialties. So I, part of the reason I'm saying this is to head off at the pass, all the people who get
0: pissed at us for not talking about Bojangles and like, and in and out. We're not doing doing that today. We're not talking about, and we're only talking about our own personal favorites. Yes. um, And the things that speak to us deeply. We're, we're going to get into fast food, but first we Mm -hmm. are going to do oysters. I clicked on this headline the other day that was just like completely like, it was like, this is what I want the internet to be telling me. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. It was a well and good headline. That was the more oysters you eat, the better the oceans get. And I was like, perfect. Like <laughs> this is- As if is, I needed more justification, another I'm gonna excuse. save the oceans. Mm-hmm. Let's get in there. Yeah. I don't see why not. So it said that one oyster can filter more than 50 liters of water a day. Great. That is a lot of work. Thank you. Um, and then in selfish ways, they're high in zinc, vitamin B12, iron, and vitamin D. And I am low in vitamin B12 and D and Probably so the iron. doctor prescribed
1: oysters.
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah. So hey,
0: chic. I have a question. Do you ever do canned oysters? I have done canned mm-hmm. oysters, but I don't regularly do yeah. canned oysters. But I have this cookbook from Mosquito Supper Club, which is this mm-hmm. New Orleans restaurant that has a lot of oyster recipes in it, including mm-hmm. things like oyster butter and like mm-hmm. what, like like butter with oysters yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah. And I've been thinking about whether like canned oysters or frozen oysters or whatever are the or answer to that oysters? question. Or canned oysters, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um, my my
1: one of my best friends' moms always made an, like an oyster stuffing at Thanksgiving with uh-huh. canned
0: oysters. It was quite good. Yes, um, yeah, that does feel like a good opportunity. No, I don't. Something to explore. Absolutely. It was one of my goals this year to learn how to shuck oysters because Mm -hmm. one, I love them. And two, it felt like a achievable goal. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the top of 2021, I was only really interested in like what are achievable goals that make me feel like I have done something this year. Mm -hmm. And I have done this. I've now like learned to shuck an oyster. Good for you. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. We have shucking gloves at Mm -hmm. my house now. And we got them at this place where I think you learned to shuck oysters mm-hmm. called Little Creek Oysters in Greenport. Well, Chris learned to shuck oysters Fine. there and I watched. I a a member him, of your family. I brought to to him oysters. there and
1: it's a fun little like it's a it's a schtick, it's, it's not sticky, but it's a little sticky where like they will teach you how to shuck an oyster and then let you shuck your oysters at your table, which like is the kind of thing you don't really need to do except on vacation when you're like looking for an activity. Um, but it's kind of cool because then you know how to shuck oysters and that's pretty great.
0: Well, and it's this like cute little outdoor uh, oyster bar, like yeah. right on the water on the North Fork. It's just very charming in general. They'll also shuck sure. your oysters for you if you yes. want. Like you don't have to. You, you don't, don't have to, to deal. To do the thing. Yeah, exactly. But it did incentivize us to get these shucking gloves, which are basically just like gardening gloves. You know what? Like the rubber. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're really intense gardening gloves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they're like legit, but they're not as legit as the steel mesh ones, mm-hmm. which I. Did not feel like I needed in my You're house necessarily. Yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then last week I learned that you can grill oysters without shucking them first. This was revelatory for me. You put it in the newsletter and I was like, wow, okay. I'm I just that don't know I why no one do. told me this. Yeah, no, totally. I'm I'm here for this. So you basically just like put them on a medium, not not too hot, is mm-hmm. what the like the guide says. There's this guide from this Hamahama, Hama, which is a fifth generation family run uh, shellfish farm in Washington. But basically, you put them um, flat side down on the grill, like medium heat for like 15 minutes. You mm-hmm. check on them, and then they they pop a little bit, like like enough mm-hmm. that you can like you know see some air in there. Yeah, and then they're just so easy to open. Yeah, I I would do that. That it I would was do. just. It, it was also just, like, imprecise in a way that was, like, mm-hmm. incredibly satisfying. You just, like, yep. checked on them. You grabbed the ones that looked good enough. You ate those with this, like, really delicious hot sauce butter that has, like, anchovies mm-hmm. in it. Like, what's not to like about this? Then you checked on the others. Like, it felt like a very chill, grilling I like that. thing And a good, like, entree into oyster shucking. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd yeah. do that. Maybe I'll do that. I think you should. I think um, I will. I enthusiastically endorse it. Thank you so much to BASE for sponsoring today's episode. So I don't know if you all listened, but we did an episode with the founder of BASE and we're just like pretty obsessed with the idea of this company and the kind of tracking that they can do to just help you get a better handle on like what's happening in your body, which feels like a hard thing to know or a harder thing to know than it should be. So BASE is making accurate and personalized health data available to more people with easy at-home lab testing that is affordable. So it's like no waiting rooms, no giant fees, no follow-up visits. We both tried it and we chose the diet neck energy tracks. And we both, as it turns out, also find out we have a little bit slightly high cholesterol, just slightly ever so slightly. slightly and low vitamin D among other things. One of the best parts about base is how they stick with you. So unlike traditional labs where you might get this result that you have low vitamin D, but then like okay, do I know if I'm doing a good job? Am I improving it? Base is with you every step of the way, helping you track your progress and providing new recommendations as you continue to monitor and improve your health data. Their custom lab testing plans make it easy when you want to test again. They'll send you the most relevant test to see if your lifestyle recommendations are working. I need to know if my vitamin D gummies are working.
1: I do too. I feel like I've really been so much more motivated to see. actually stick with it because a, like base told me exactly what to do. They showed me the data behind all of this. And then B, I also know that they're going to be checking in again. So this feels like homework a little
0: bit where I'm like, I need either, I need to be accountable to them. So we're and both, C, I don't mind taking a eating a gummy like well, a treat in the afternoon. Delicious. Delicious.
1: <laughs> so we're both going to test again in a couple of months. We're going to track our progress. And, you know, we've been taking the vitamin D. I've been taking omega-3 supplements too. And it's just so nice not to be left like, holding these results and being like, cool, I hope I'm doing it right. and feeling like
0: next year. Yeah. Like (laughs)
1: exactly. Like they just like disappeared, which is very much how I felt in the past when I've gotten the results of blood work and similar stuff. So they stick around with you. They help you track your progress, give you various recommendations to fit into your lifestyle, which has also been nice. Like you go into the app and there's all of these different recommendations. Like you could take the supplement, you could do these one, two, three different types of like a fitness sort of programs, all of these things that could help improve your results. And it's nice to feel like I can sort of pick and choose and then see like, did this one that I picked worked? Stop guessing about why you don't feel your best and start measuring. If you have a persistent health issue that you've tried everything to fix, or if you're the kind of person who geeks out on optimizing your health with your body's data, base is for you. You can sign up today and save 20% off your first month of membership with code a thing or two. A base membership starts at $59.95 a month or quarterly, depending on the frequency you want to test. Visit get-base.com forward slash a thing or two to learn more or enter the code a thing or two at checkout.
0: Thank you so much to Conair for sponsoring today's episode. So I think you might know this, but Claire, but I've become a, more of a beach goer. Um, I do know recently. that about you. Yeah. And what do you call the wives
1: and girlfriends of surfers? Like, oh, is there a question. term for that who like sit on the beach and like read books and like hang while, they're, while the guys are surfing?
0: Well, but they're also the girls who are surfing while they're, while the boys, while the boys, right. Yeah, I don't know. We need, we need like a, we need a term for this. And we also need a term for the hair besides just like surfer girl hair. But that's what I'm going to call it for now. Mm -hmm. Because I think like, and I'm seeing this more around in general, that like, it doesn't seem like the barrel curl is where it was two years ago. And this Mm -hmm. is very welcome. We're into like a more messy, wavy, like natural looking Mm -hmm. situation. And some people can achieve that on their own by swimming in the ocean and et cetera, et cetera, and letting their hair dry with the windows down in the car. (laughs) But some people want a little bit more help, support, or just like, you know, those pieces in the back where you're like, what's this doing here? What do we have going? And I think that's where this Conair situation comes in.
1: It's the Conair Double Ceramic Waiver, It will give you big, beautiful, wavy hair, which like, who doesn't want that? I want big, beautiful, wavy hair. So it has three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling and long lasting waves. And I have to say, Conair Heat Tools heat up so quickly. You are not sitting around waiting for them. It has instant heat up, 30 heat settings for every hair type and turbo heat boost for those difficult to style spots. So it's easy to get the waves you crave. The wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for amazing results for full flowing waves done easily at home, no salon appointment required. And also, God, this feels so important. It has an auto off switch. I have to say, if you thought remembering to turn off your heat tools was hard before leaving the house, like before... Pandemic. Now we just like don't remember what it's like to leave the house. So you forget the things you're supposed to do, like turn off your heating tools. Get your waiver delivered right to your door. Ordering this hair essential for beautiful bombshell waves is easy to order. Just go to conair.com and search waiver. Hey guys, I'm Maddie Orlando. And I'm Lauren Orlando. As you probably guessed, we're sisters. And we're also co-hosts of the podcast, The Sister Diary. Every week, we let our listeners into real life conversations like the ones that we have at home. We have an eight-year age gap, so we always have a different perspective on things, but that makes it pretty fun. We talk about navigating life, growing up on social media, and pretty much anything else that we find interesting. You can catch a new episode of The Sister Diary every Friday.
0: Should we talk about fast food? Let's talk about fast food.
1: Have you said everything you want to say about oysters?
0: Well, there was something else you wanted to say about oysters, um, which is serving them with sausage.
1: Well, we got oysters. We like really did a fancy lady thing a couple of weeks ago. We took ourselves out to lunch at Frenchette in, in Tribeca. And you were like, would you eat oysters? I was like, of course I'd eat oysters. And we got a bunch of oysters. And they came with sausages on top, which I really thought when it first came out that it was a thing where another table had ordered sausages and the guy was just carrying the plate on top of the oysters. Yeah. <laughs> but then he left them at our table. And then it- still was like, maybe this was a mistake.
0: It's just very incongruent. Like, yeah, Yeah, I don't know. It's just like you like look at it and you're like, but I don't understand. But apparently the Internet says this is like a Bordeaux thing Mm -hmm. um, where like the pairing of the fatty sausage and the briny oysters, the contrast is appealing.
1: Um, I listen. I enjoyed it. And it was just one of those like delightful surprise. Talk about surprise and delight. you're going to give me
0: four little sausage links with my oysters? Sure. Why not? No, Truly. It was like the sausage was a surprise. The oysters (laughs) were a delight. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Now I think I'm officially ready to talk about fast food. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Should we start with Dairy Queen? I think so because we recently had a picnic at Dairy Queen because you and I and Chris and Cameron He was core to this. He loved the picnic. We
1: had a long car trip. We got stuck in traffic and we told ourselves that we deserved some Dairy Queen. And so we mapped out like what's the closest Dairy Queen that we can get to. And I think we all had assumed that they were going to have outdoor tables.
0: Because we've been to a Dairy Queen before and Mm -hmm. they mostly do. And they did not. And I was fine to eat in the car and Chris was not having it.
1: And so you two- He was like a
0: little bit like, does Cam need to be eating ice cream in that car seat?
1: Yeah. And he was not wrong. But I- well, you know what I said? I think you should have a milkshake. It'll be easier. Totally. But I, I was overruled. But we decided to sit on a sort of median of sorts, a grassy knoll. Um, yeah. That was, just like
0: right next to four lanes of traffic. It was yeah. fine
1: I, in the Dairy Queen parking lot. And we had some blankets in our trunk. So we laid them out. And the four of us sat and had a lovely Dairy Queen picnic.
0: It was delicious. It was wonderful. They'd also clearly spent time on their like lawn care because there were hydrangeas and like beautifully they, they had manicured, manicured landscaping. Lawn. Somebody, yeah. when
1: I posted about it on Instagram, somebody replied and specifically called that out. They were like, "Wow, <laughs> the grass looks nice, though." <laughs> yeah. It was super nice landscaping fit for a queen, a dairy queen. <laughs> 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 um. It was a delightful picnic. Everybody loved it, Cam included. Um, we had cheese curds because it was a Dairy Queen
0: Grill and Chill. But here's the thing. The fried cheese curds are not at every Dairy Queen no, Grill that's and chill. chill. And I don't understand. I tried to figure out if, if this is like a regional thing or what, and I did not get any answers. And then it really just got me thinking about the fact that I'm not sure why a cheese curd is not more of like a broadly like a fried cheese curd just feels like something that America should love. It doesn't feel like it should be like a regional specialty. It's so
1: specifically Midwest. Um, Yes. Like, and in my experience, specifically
0: Minneapolis or Minnesota. Well, well, but also Wisconsin. It's like upper upper Midwest. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes.
1: And I've always assumed that it's laziness slash expense because a mozzarella stick is just a poor man's cheese curd.
0: A hundred percent. It's like, it's like an impoverished man's cheese <laughs> curd. It's like a mozzarella sticks, not that good.
1: Oh, I don't like mozzarella sticks at all, but a cheese curd is the actual curd. You can't just put any old cheese in there. No. You need the actual curd. You need a
0: cheddar curd. Yeah. Also cheddar is just like more flavorful and better than yes. mozzarella. Agreed. Like everybody Agreed. knows that. Yes. Um, or at least I, like shitty mozzarella. I mean, the, yes. the mozzarella that's going in a mozzarella. Well,
1: sticks. and yeah. context, you know, Yeah. I,
0: yeah. in a yeah. fried
1: thing, you want a tangy cheese. Yes. But I I don't, they're very hard to find cheese curds, but we found them at this DQ grill and chill. And I have to say, I know everybody feels like they've struck gold when they find the DQ grill and chill, that it's like, oh, if it's just a DQ, that's fine. But like what we really want is a grill and chill. I'm not like that excited about DQ's grill options, but I think the cheese curds were
0: really excellent. I'm like, they're French fries I could pass on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with that entirely. And I think I mostly welcome it because it means you can tell yourself you've eaten a whole meal mm-hmm. when you've really mostly just had a blizzard and some fried things, yes. you know, but you can be like, oh, but I had a savory thing first, so <laughs> thus it counts. It was healthy. It was a square yeah. meal. That's right. I had some dairy fried <laughs> first, and then I had dairy in a cup.
1: You know what? There it was actually a seminal moment in so many ways this picnic because you taught Cam to dip his french fries in his blizzard. I did. Which I feel like... That what an important iconic childhood moment when you're what a life skill.
0: Yeah, <laughs> truly, truly. And like so glad that you got to be the one to teach him that. Really. I, I feel great about it too. Yeah. Um, okay. So we need to talk about blizzard specifically. What is your blizzard order?
1: Always, always Oreo. I have fucked it up before and tried to do other things and I either get sick of it quickly or there's like a chocolate or a caramel or something that freezes and then it's not the right consistency.
0: I agree that the consistency thing is really challenging and a lot of the candy does not get it right. Um, and I
1: actually blame Dairy Queen for that. Like don't offer M&Ms because they'll get frozen and I don't, like, you don't give people the option. I mean, I think some people like that though.
0: I think some yeah. people respond well to that and like like the M&M to melt in their mouth. I don't know. It's not yeah. me. For me, the best candy mm-hmm. is Butterfinger. And I don't really like Butterfinger in any other context mm-hmm. except in a blizzard. But you had a taste and noted yeah. that like it's flaky. It remains flaky. Whatever this product is made of, it doesn't really freeze.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. And I, I tasted it. I approved. I thought it was good. I thought, yes, in the same way that the Oreo cookie is like mushy and works well with the consistency of the ice cream, the Butterfinger flakiness just blends very nicely. I mean, you know, there are... I will say the other disappointing aspect of a Blizzard is when they either don't add enough of the mix-ins or they don't like mix it well mix enough. Mix it well enough. And then you're like, I didn't actually want an entire Oreo. I didn't want a whole Oreo in my Blizzard.
0: Or I don't just want toppings at the bottom and not at yeah. the top or vice yeah. versa. I mean, listen, so I'm married to a former Dairy Queen employee who feels I incredibly strongly. <laughs> it's actually and core
1: to his identity. It like, is
0: core to his identity. He has a hat. He has thank a polo he shirt. he has other hobbies
1: or else we'd have to sit him down and be like Thomas. Being a Dairy Queen fan is not a personality. <laughs> like you've got to work, you've got to find something else.
0: Yeah, he, tr- he still has a, a Dairy Queen poster hanging in his childhood bedroom. Um, it's all, in- but he has like a lot of critiques and criticisms, mm-hmm. and a lot of also just philosophies on how a Blizzard should be made. And like a poorly mixed Blizzard, I will tell you what, no one rages more. I except I'm second in line. <laughs> you're, you're definitely second because
1: it's also Dairy Queens. At least where we live, are like hard to come by. And I, yes. I they, they weren't around when I was growing up. There, there's like one random one on 14th Street in New York and then one in the Staten no, it Island closed. Ferry. <gasps> the 14th oh, Street one closed, Claire. Sad. It's a travesty. It's a travesty. Is there still one
0: in the Staten Island Ferry? There is. And that terminal? is actually, if you are looking for a nice afternoon in New York, you mm-hmm. take that free Staten Island Ferry, mm-hmm. you get off at the Staten Island Terminal, you get your Dairy Queen and you ride back. Ride back. That sounds lovely. I mean, so, it's like a $5, $5 <laughs> event so good. Wonderful. I just always,
1: whenever I see a Dairy Queen or have the opportunity to have a blizzard, it feels like, oh, once in a lifetime moment, can't pass it up. Despite the fact that I have in-laws in Minneapolis and so can many times a year have it. But it's
0: momentous. It's
1: it's momentous. And if it's bad, it's really disappointing. In general, like I never associated ice cream with fast food because we didn't have Dairy Queen where I grew up. And like I would get a McFlurry sometimes or a McDonald's I mean, Sunday, but it wasn't not like a of the experience. Yeah. And, and also better like than the you Frosty. hate a Frosty. You hate, hate a Frosty. Hate a Frosty. So it just like wasn't part of my fast food universe until, and even like after that, when I'd had Dairy Queen, it wasn't a big deal to me. Until during my pregnancy, I had one of the most like gnarly moments of pregnancy nausea ever. We went through the Dairy Queen drive through I had one sip of an Oreo Blizzard.
0: You can't have a sip of a Blizzard. It's a scoop. You have to. Okay,
1: like, you're fine. Yes, uh, it's like, not. Liquid. But you know, like a little, bit yeah, a little, a little taste. bit. Not a, <laughs> yes, a, a yeah, taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah instantly, yeah. it was like I could feel it, like shoot to all the parts of my body it needed to be, and I, my nausea was cured in an instant. I, by a sip, I mean I had had like the tiniest bit, you know, yeah, and like it ten was,
0: milligrams
1: of Blizzard, and you were done. And. Obviously, then I craved blizzards for the rest of my pregnancy, but that craving has continued. Like I continue to associate the blizzard with medicinal properties and (laughs) I just love it
0: so much. Well there is also that like it is like this sort of like storied magical mystical thing too because mm-hmm. you know about like you know about upside down or free. Mhm mhm. So they have to at Turn, participating yeah. locations flip the blizzard upside yeah. down to show that it like stays in the cup or they give it <laughs> to you free only for one blizzard in your order if you order floor blizzards are only doing it for one blizzard like there are some stipulations the apathy um, with which they do it is amazing <laughs> cuz it's such a dumb That's trick. That's part. It's the, like, wonderful. 16 year old like you know three hours into his yeah. like friday shift who like looks at you like half closed <laughs> eyes possibly high flips the blizzard hands yeah. it to you like it's the best i part. think if
1: they're looking at you that's like more effort than i've ever <laughs> received i feel like they're doing something else with their other hand and they like do it
0: and they're like grabbing straws yes. and napkins and, and also flipping, the flipping it time. yes yeah. no i, I love it. it it's so good God, i really want one
1: i really um, want one
0: now this like fast food episode, I can't believe we've never talked about this before, but it just feels so like summer and road trip and I don't know. I don't know. Like something something about nostalgia. I don't know what it is, Claire. Um, but fast food's just been sounding so good.
1: In writing the notes for this episode, I was just like fuck health, fuck everything. <laughs> I just want an Arby's roast beef sandwich. It looks so good. <laughs> like, I mean, I
0: just, do you want to talk about Arby's roast beef sandwiches? Sure. It's
1: since I brought it up. You so brought it up. I did. <laughs> I, My parents like were like everybody's parents who were in this, like so many people's parents didn't let us have fast food really. It, very rarely. In fact, I remember one time <laughs> A really special occasion. Man, I just remembered this where for some reason, I think we were on a road trip or something and it was just me and my mom and my brother. So it was also one of those moments where like my mom managing two kids on her own and she gave up on trying to feed us something healthy and we went to McDonald's and my brother and I were like, fuck yes, this is so exciting. This never happens. And she stepped in gum in the McDonald's parking lot. And I remember her saying, we're never going to McDonald's again and taking it so literally and being crushed and being like, why did she have to step on gum? Why? <laughs> so I, all of which is lead up to say that when I got my driver's license, like one of the primary things that appealed to me about it was food freedom that I could eat whatever I wanted. I didn't have all to All the ask, trash like, you wanted, it yeah. was yours. That yeah. was a huge component of being able to drive for me. Like I could go get candy, I could go get fast food. <laughs> and so I, for the last two years of high school that I could drive, went through different phases where after school every day, like I would go get a full on meal. And it- there, At when, like 3.15. Yes, Exactly. And like I had a Wendy's phase, I had a McDonald's phase and I had an Arby's phase and the Arby's phase was strong. Um, and if I, what was your order at Arby's? I would get the roast beef sandwich on an onion bun with the cheddar and the curly fries. And God, the tons fries. of ketchup. And I I would get their horsey sauce, but I actually don't like their horsey sauce that much, which is surprising for me because it seems like something I would like. But I think I don't that, really either. I don't, it doesn't work for me. I think that roast beef sandwich on an onion roll with cheddar and ketchup is the way to go. And my God, with the, put the fries inside. You are done. It is so good.
0: I never really took to the the like roast beef sandwich, mm-hmm. but my mom, when she was in college, was vegetarian except for Arby's sandwiches, which That's is an
1: incredible dietary identity
0: and <laughs> quite the asterisk. And we like there; she did like going to Arby's, mm-hmm. and she also really liked going to White Castle. Like every time White we went Castle, to St. Louis, I cannot abide. I mean, I grew up with it, so I mm-hmm. have feelings for okay. it, but every time we like left St. Louis, which was where there were White Castles, she would want to go through the drive-through at White Castle. So that was like the difference in our mothers. Um, (laughs) The curly fries at Arby's, I think are my like ideal fast food French fry. And it's like partially the seasoning, like the garlic powder, the onion powder, Mm -hmm. the paprika, the cayenne, whatever, whatever's on them. But it's also the shape.
1: They're like a pig's tail.
0: They are perfectly spiral. So there's a copycat recipe on the internet that oh. ha, like suggests using the Spiralizer. Interesting. Is this a use for the Spiralizer that like people might actually get on board with? No, because just <laughs> go
1: to Arby's. Just go to Arby's. <laughs> Why are you doing this to yourself?
0: Well, are you get going to Arby's? Is, is there an Arby's near us? It's a
1: great question. No. And I, I, I mean, there must be an Arby's somewhere in New York. I... The Listen, last time I had Arby's was also when I was pregnant. I think on that same trip as the Dairy Queen
0: was, it was doing. It
1: <laughs> yeah, I was in Minnesota.
0: Um,
1: I also recently had realized, like had a moment of appreciation for the Arby's sign, like the traditional Arby's sign, the 10-gallon hat that says like, Arby's roast beef sandwiches are delicious or whatever. Rolando Pujol has, has a wonderful Instagram about like America American dining nostalgia, but and it's focused a lot on a lot of fast food stuff. But he posted a, an an Instagram sort of as an ode to the hat. And I was like, wow, this is actually not only like amazing design, but also insane. And because I grew up with a giant 10 gallon cowboy hat as like a regular thing that I would pass every day on the main like drag an in Wilmington. Yeah. yeah. It never occurred to me that it's kind of insane and amazing, but it's so great. And I, the other thing I didn't realize because I don't encounter Arby's that much anymore is most of those signs are retired at this point because they're incredibly expensive to not only build, but to maintain because they have all these neon lights on them. And there's like these people who are now just tracking like the few remaining (laughs) original ones in existence.
0: I love this. This account in general is just like a real treat, a real treat and a real trip. There's Um, a good, good ode to Dairy Queen on it as well. Tons of good Dairy Queen, tons of, yeah, tons of like old McDonald's where like the arch, like you were Mm -hmm. driving, like actually through the arches and like all of that, like rock and roll McDonald's in Chicago. Um, Remember that? Yes. Oh, do I? I sure do.
1: Thank you so much to How to Do the Pop for sponsoring today's episode. So we talked to you about this podcast last week, which is just so amazing. It's like sort of Pot education specifically for women, which I feel like is also useful for men or useful for everybody, because I do feel yeah. like there's obviously <laughs> just this whole generation of people who like have some familiarity with pot, a lot of whom like may not have, but now that it's legal in so many states are super interested in it. One of the things that I, they have a ton of recurring series, one of the things I love is that they're doing this whole thing on how to grow your own pot, which feels honestly just Like exactly the right time. We all got really into our victory gardens last year. And now that we're all, we all have two green thumbs. I think it's time for us to add to, you know, the tomatoes and the basil and start growing cannabis, right?
0: certainly certainly and listen like in terms of the value proposition i think there's more there even than your edamame or your wow so true so true noting like herbs are
1: expensive and it's nice not to have to buy them but you know what's really (laughs) expensive cannabis
0: (laughs) especially legal Uh, cannabis i want people to like tell us i want people to listen to these episodes try it out and tell us like report back um tell us how your harvest yeah did you know that three out of four women in the U.S. have access to legal weed, but so many women still have a lot of questions. How to Do the Pot podcast is demystifying cannabis for women. Every week, they release short, fun episodes that answer all the questions women secretly Google about cannabis. How to Do the Pot shares women's personal stories and advice from experts to help with solutions around stress, sleep, sex, chronic pain, and you know, gardening, with the goal of helping women feel more confident in their choices about cannabis. If you're ready for practical advice about weed by women for women, listen to How to Do the Pot wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to Projector for sponsoring today's episode. We are so
1: excited to be partnering with Projector again. We genuinely love them so much. Apparently, so do you because A, they wanted to partner with us again. So clearly, it worked the first time around. But also, never have we ever talked about something on the podcast and gotten so many emails and DMs of people saying, hey, can you remind me the name of that thing? Can you send me the
0: link to that thing you were talking about? Like, Erica, I, we get like several a week, right? No, t- for sure. For sure. Of people just like, but that's the thing. This is like a thing people need. It is like a free design tool that makes things beautiful. Who doesn't want this? Who's Who like, nah, it? not for me. Not, for, not for, me. for me.
1: I have to say also, Erica, we're working on this big consulting project right now and we send the client multiple decks a week. And if we didn't have this thing and we were doing it the old fashioned way where it was like, okay, I'm going to save it to Dropbox and then just give it a minute to upload. And then you make your edits and then pass it back to me. We'd be like weeks behind.
0: Losing our minds. Losing our minds. And this isn't like a Dropbox era even. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) So what does it deal with Projector? Projector is basically like having a super pro designer pal on speed dial. It's a new online graphic design platform that anyone can use to design beautiful visual stories. A curated template library connects you with inspiration from professional designers that you can adapt and make your own. Or if you'd rather create from scratch, a no experience needed editing interface makes it fun and easy to design anything from presentations to social posts, to emails, to reports, and even digital zines. Well, simple to use, Projector also comes with tools for advanced graphic effects, and it's powerful enough for Seasons designers to feel at home. We just uploaded our fonts there. That felt Ooh, extremely yeah. fancy. Projector is making it easier for more people to connect with their audience through modern multimedia design. Whether you're running an Instagram channel for a brand, trying to launch a creative side hustle, or creating a proposal deck, or looking to spruce up your own portfolio and feed, Projector can help you turn your ideas into beautiful visual stories that stand out, even without a design background. One of our favorite projector features, the ability to collaborate on projects with other people at the same time. Think Google Docs for design. If you need to get someone eyes on something, you just share the link and you edit live together and you're like, oh, let's swap this word or can we move this to the left or let's try this color. Also, it's free. Free to sign up, free to use. Give it a try today at projector.com slash a thing or two. That's projector.com slash a thing or two. can we talk about McDonald's, which was also one of your like high school. That joints? was like
1: probably my first thing that I did when I got a car was institute like daily McDonald's runs after school.
0: What was your order at McDonald's?
1: The two cheeseburger value meal, supersized. Um, <laughs> And like still could have eaten two more cheeseburgers.
0: I can like hear your mouth watering as you talk about this supersized value meal. Because also there are
1: never enough French fries, no matter like the amount of supersizing you do, there are never enough French fries. And I would ask for a side of sweet and sour sauce because Katie Favorite, this girl that I went to school with, taught me to mix sweet and sour sauce and ketchup so you open up the sweet and sour sauce packet which is a sort of like dip style one of course we all know yeah, yeah. and then you I love it. that you're explaining we all know. so you got to put the ketchup on top and then you like swirl the french fries in that and oh my god it's so good I would occasionally do a Big Mac I would go through phases go between the cheeseburger and the Big Mac but I like the simplicity of the cheeseburger and I like the acknowledgement that one is not enough and that like a McDonald's cheeseburger is basically
0: a snack. Totally, totally. Um, I was always one for dipping my French fries in honey. That was mm-hmm. like my childhood mm-hmm. thing. Yes. And still do that um, mm-hmm. at McDonald's specifically because like the sweet and salty, it's Ugh. just like, and the, there's like they're just the right amount of salt. You know what I mean?
1: The McDonald's fry, it is the ideal French fry. And I will not be told otherwise. I hate fat French fries. Oh, I, well, that's, yeah. If But even the Wendy's is too fat for me. If I wanted a baked potato, I would order a baked potato. Which Wendy sells, you know. Which Wendy sells, sells. and that's
0: absurd. Who's getting, I know you get, (gasps) why, why? Because it's like, one, it's like actually like a nice option to have at a fast food restaurant, which is, I mean, you don't like baked potatoes. So this is like not for you. I mean, I,
1: I like everybody appreciate a baked potato as a vehicle for sour cream and butter or whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, they also do it with like broccoli and cheddar. It's like pretty delicious. It's like nice that there's a vegetarian (laughs) thing. It's like defense. Yeah. It is gluten-free too. It's a vegetarian gluten-free fast food option that has a vegetable or two in it. It's great. But I just said, why are you at a a fast food restaurant if that's what you're looking for? Because you're driving down the road and nothing else is open. No,
1: But I do think when I remember... In college, the local dive bar Jimmy's that we all went to had French fries that to me were like an amazing dupe of McDonald's. And that was for me, I was like, this is like the McDonald's fries, and that's how you know it's good.
0: It's no, I mean, pie. I also have been to like significantly nicer dining establishments, like again, not no shade on McDonald's or Jimmy's, mm-hmm. where you've been like, these taste just like McDonald's as like the <laughs> hugest compliment. And I'm and like, listen, McDonald's makes a good fry, but it was um, yeah. These remember? places <laughs> these places held themselves in higher esteem, I guess, is the point. Fine. I'm but make. McDonald's has spent a lot of time and money
1: perfecting it and perfected it they have. 100%. And it's the perfect thinness, perfect saltiness, everything. Do you remember that period in like the late 90s, early 2000s when Burger King was like constantly changing their fry recipe to try to oh, be like, yeah. no, 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 now we have burger. We're, we're going to do McDonald's. it. We're going to
0: get it. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. We're gonna they were
1: always it. trash. And I think at this point, they've just given up. They're like, we are not the French fry burger restaurant. No,
0: <laughs> that's right. Um, my order at McDonald's growing up was always the, the Filet-O-Fish. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this letter of recommendation in the New York Times Magazine about the filet of fish and just like how iconic it is by this woman, Jane Hugh, where she said, The filet of fish is the gold standard of fast food for many Asian-Americans as well as other minority American communities. Invented by an Ohio franchise owner in 1962, the first of fish was the answer to the problem of McDonald's falling sales on Friday when observant Catholics abstained from eating meat. Born from an attempt to market fast food to as many people as possible, the tasty little unit has since been further claimed by everyone from fish-loving Chinese Americans to practicing Muslims to, well, anyone with taste. By 1965, <laughs> the, the sandwich had gone national. I just like love that like nugget. And it also led me to remember my other like go-to McDonald's order for a while, which was definitely born from an attempt to market fast food to as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. Do you recall the Arch Deluxe?
1: Like the name is incredibly familiar. Like if you were like, what is an Arch Deluxe? I'd be like, it's a McDonald's product, but I wouldn't be able... Was it meant to be like a more sophisticated burger?
0: Yes, it was for adults. It was marketed specifically to adults Mm -hmm. in the summer of 1996. It was released. It lasted like a couple of years at most Mm -hmm. in some locations. It was a potato flour, sesame seed bun with peppered bacon, and then a secret mustard and mayonnaise sauce. Mm. And you and liked I think it. it was like a whole grain mustard. I loved it. Okay. And the summer between seventh and eighth grade, I was in like a summer community theater production of Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And my like parents would drop me off. And it was like, it was like, I think I had to be there at like 1030 or like, it was like mm-hmm. this kind of weird time. And you know, you're a kid and you wake up at weird times in the summer. Yeah. And I recall for the most part, going through that drive through and getting an Arch Deluxe when it's changed from like breakfast to yep. lunch menu at 10 a.m. or whatever. And having that Arch Deluxe at 10.30 in the morning and then like going to <laughs> theater rehearsal for six or eight hours. Sounds like a dream.
1: It reminded me of something I can't believe we almost skipped over the McDonald's breakfast menu because oh their bacon God. egg and cheese on a bagel is chef's kiss. And summer after my senior year going into college waking up after spending the night, like on campus, on the University of Delaware campus somewhere, and then going through the drive-thru getting And the hash browns. Oh my
0: God. Oh, the hash browns. Yeah. The hash, the hash browns, hash browns continue to be absolutely outstanding. Delicious. Delicious. The last thing I need to say about the Arch Deluxe mm-hmm. is that McDonald's spent over $300 million on the research, production, <laughs> and marketing. And it's considered one of the most expensive flops of all time. Wow. So I think it sounds like it was more expensive than the even the Burger King fry uh, mission. Yes, I don't know. Seriously.
1: I had to like big claim though. There have got to be more expensive flops. Like, do you think Quibi has, has trumped it at? <laughs> it must have, yeah. right? Yes, but that's, but this
0: was a different time.
1: <laughs> you know where this comes together is what I was thinking the other day, <laughs> bring this full circle. I don't know why now that Quibi has entered our lexicon, we're not using it to mean what it really means. Like, hey, want to go bite. get a Quibi? Wanna yeah. Want to go to, go to McDonald's yeah. and
0: get a Quibi? Yeah, I think totally. let's start
1: doing, like, I just, I'm like, I don't need a full meal, but let's go get a Quibi at Well, McDonald's. then at least that,
0: like, billion dollars would have been spent on something. Exactly. <laughs> the work has been done. <laughs> let's go with it. And at you know what? At least give us a word. At least give us the shorthand. <laughs> give
1: me some time and I'll find some value to resurrect from the Arch Deluxe, too.
0: I lo- Oh, God. Arch Deluxe. I really, <laughs> yeah, it sounds so good. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's a question I have for you about French fries.
1: Have you had steak and shake fries? No, and you have like talked up steak and shake to me so much in so many ways between the pellet ice and they obviously yeah. have shakes too. and I'm newly converted to ice cream as a fast food product. And so I tried to go to one on one of these epic covid road trips where because we wanted to see family and not fly, we had to drive for twelve hours or something. And it was closed on a Sunday, and I was devastated, and I was stuck with Wendy's, and they're damn frosty.
0: So here's the thing. steak and shake fries are, Significantly skinnier than McDonald's fries. Oh, too skinny. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think they're wonderful fries. Is it a shoestring? Um, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Like they still are soft inside. They still. Okay. It's not just like a crispy okay. husk of a thing. It's okay. like it's still got the two textures going, I really need you to try them. So the last time I had Steak and Shake was also on a 15-hour road trip, Mm -hmm. COVID road trip. And I had my ideal order, which is a Frisco melt, which is just like a patty melt on sourdough with Swiss and American and Thousand Island. Sounds so good. Ate it in a car, you know, all Mm -hmm. of it, like having sanitized everything like in that way that you're like, was this worth it? I think so. (laughs) And- it was extremely delicious and also so heavy and mm-hmm. like, you know, just like much in that way that you're like, this is actually a terrible thing to eat on like hour eight of a fifteen <laughs> when you just get trip. back in the car. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I barely got out of the car. Like you kind of want to go on like a walk for an hour afterward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Steak and Shake was that place in high school for me. It was like the place that was open twenty four hours mm-hmm. that wasn't Perkins or Denny's. Um, and Perkins it felt- is
1: another one like Chris every high school date story. Chris tells me the date took place at Perkins. It took place. And I'm like, I don't, is that a seafood
0: restaurant? What is that? No, it's like a diner. It's like they're known for their pies. They okay. have like a big pie case, but steak and shake is like, it is fast food, but it also feels like real food. And you can, there's a drive through but then also you can like be seated at a table.
1: Um, and I'm right that it's the origin of the pellet ice obsession that people have. Yeah.
0: Or that's no. somebody else. Who's the pellet ice? Sonic. Sonic oh, right. Paradise. Another one. Okay. See, I didn't really know that they were different, to be honest. That's because you. also their branding is not that different. Okay. Um, is Beca- and they it. both brag about their milkshakes. They both brag about beverages for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For then sure. We didn't have those. Yeah, no, Steak and Shake is like, it is like a pretty Midwestern, or not, it's like Midwestern, like middle of the country okay. um, uh, swath for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a really good piece that Roger Eber wrote about it in like 2009 about his love for Steak and Shake and like being a downstate Illinois boy and how he and David Letterman just like bonded over it deeply. And during a commercial break when he was a guest on Letterman, they like made this connection and they back and forth just recited all these lines from the marketing material that they all that they both <laughs> knew by heart just from like being yep. observant mm-hmm. people having grown up during, around this. It was really, really uh, profound. Um, <laughs> like they could like basically uh, yeah. read you everything that was on the menu um, I love it. from their minds. So good. So, so good. Speaking of places that I did not have around me growing up, Jimmy, Jimmy John's. John's. Oh my God. So yeah, I think my like childhood dinners were very different than yours. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of times where we didn't have dinner together and my mom would pick up sandwiches and like put them in the fridge. If it was Mm -hmm. like, this brother has a basketball game and Mm -hmm. I had this and the other one had this. And like, we were all going to be eating at different times or whatever. And so sometimes I would come home and there would just be subs in the fridge from one of our like three go-tos. And I was always extremely excited when there was Jimmy John's. And it just like... I don't know what it is, but there's something about Jimmy John's that just feels very like fresh and clean <laughs> and bright. And like, I can't really explain that to you. It's just like, not like, it's not a sloppy sub. There's like not right. a lot no, of like, true. it's not saucy. It's not like whatever the like tomatoes fresh. I think this really is fresh. part of
1: why it never appealed to me. And I would say I was proven wrong because you made me try it and it was really good. But I grew up with like hoagies and I was totally. like, this is looks like a weak
0: anemic sandwich. Why would I I understand. I, the, Why would I want this? You know, it, it's just pristine ingredients, Claire. It's just like really <laughs> pristine ingredients. Um, I my like classic order was always the Pepe, which is ham and cheese mm-hmm. with mayo and tomato and shredded lettuce. But it's like the tomato is actually good tomato, and the shredded mm-hmm. lettuce is actually good shredded lettuce. And then they really pride themselves in the bread, and like they have that whole free smells campaign. <laughs> and, like, whatever. I was always deeply suspicious of the fact that the lettuce was shredded. I was like, give me a whole leaf. Oh no, in this case, yeah, the shredded well, lettuce is good. Well, it's yeah. nice
1: if you got the mayonnaise mixed up in there. You basically got
0: a slaw. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You had a... When did you have a Jimmy
1: John's for the first time? I believe it was a day when you and I came to the office in Union at the Bed Bath & Beyond corporate headquarters and we'd been having some drinks the night before and we were just like had dragged ourselves here and we're like I just need a hearty meal neither of us had gotten it together to bring our our food there and which we most often did because it was a real like food desert hellish
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah food desert that's the word
1: but the one thing you would always see the Jimmy John's delivery people dropping off Bags in the uh, lobby, and you were like, well, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have today's the day." Today and we sat in day. our little New Jersey office and spread the hoagie, no, the subs out, and they were delicious. I have to say, they were really good. I, I was surprised. I mean, th- that is the thing. It's a sandwich. It's not a hoagie. I think that's right. I think that's an important distinction. And it's like, I I think the equivalent that I grew up with was the Wawa Hokie, which is just has such a like cultish following. And it was like, I don't know about this like weird clean sandwich. It is very clean. like <laughs> it's
0: clean. You know, and I don't mean
1: that like clean eating. I mean, it's like, eat, it's like, it doesn't make a mess.
0: But it's like, I we also had a lot of Quiznos and Blimpies mm, and like all mm-hmm. of that growing up. But those like a Quiznos sandwich is like Gross. a messy sandwich. Yeah. That is like, you're putting yeah. ranch dressing on that. That's like yeah. a different story. No, you know
1: what? The Jimmy John's is... Like it's for the office. It's you're not grossing people out. It's not going to smell bad. It's it's an office sandwich.
0: Wow. Totally.
1: I wonder. Yeah. yeah, Maybe they should hire us as consultants. (laughs) Mark market (laughs) Jimmy
0: John's. Yeah. The office sandwich. Yeah, totally. They seem to be doing fine without us. I want to hear people's orders. I want to hear what they missed. I mean, I also just feel like this really reveals like what 90s kids we
1: are. Truly. I do actually want to know what the fast food that kids are obsessed with these days is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell us that. I mean, Call McDonald's us us. still
1: obviously is a thing. Miami's oh my god, it's lived. very they're spending a ton of money you. on that
0: for sure. Yeah. they're doing that whole famous orders thing and the BTS yeah. and the blah, and blah, Travis blah. Scott and yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot going. Well, this was anyway. delightful. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so, so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us to make this podcast happen, especially our outstanding producer, Brian Peoples. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com. If you love our show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu at, you guessed it, a thing or two HQ.com.